In this podcast, I will focus on Pieter Koekes van Aal's 1533 trip to Constantinople and the two print series that provide a visual record of this journey. In particular, I will discuss how they depict Ottoman diplomacy and what this can tell us about Koekes' possible involvement in the diplomatic mission of the Habsburg ambassador Cornelis de Schepper. Historians have long appreciated that artists were involved in early modern diplomacy. Koekes' importance lies in the fact that his images transmitted knowledge of Ottoman diplomatic practices to those who would never have the opportunity to visit the Ottoman court themselves, including politicians, courtiers and artists. In addition, they provided valid information for future diplomats. In 1533, the Flemish artist Pieter Koeken van Aals traveled to Constantinople, where he made drawings which he later turned into a series of 10 woodcuts that together form a monumental frieze of nearly 5 meters long. In seven scenes, each accompanied by a matching description in French, the frieze shows how Ottomans travel, eat and sleep, as well as other Ottoman customs, including a funeral, a circumcision feast and the Sultan's weekly procession to the mosque. Inscriptions in a decorative frontispiece and colophon state that while Kuka turned his drawings into prints, they were actually only published in 1553, three years after Kuka's death, by his widow Maike Verhulst under the title Customs and Fashions of the Turks. Although various copies of this frieze have survived, most of them are lacking their decorative border, frontispiece and colophon. However, if you would like to see a complete edition, you can find one in the online image database of the British Museum. The Museum Plantin Moretes in Antwerp, Belgium, holds an additional frieze of four woodcuts that in three scenes shows Ottoman ceremonial. According to the museum's records, these four prints belong to the customs and fashions of the Turks, and as such they have been attributed to Kuka as well. However, their physical appearance, in particular their large scale, means that they could not have been intended to be part of the woodcut series, and should instead be viewed as a separate series in their own right. Moreover, the four prints are not put in their correct order, and once they are arranged correctly, it is clear that some additional prints are missing. Before analyzing the depiction of Ottoman diplomacy in Kuka's prints, I will first briefly explain how and why he traveled to the Ottoman Empire. According to the Dutch painter and art historian Karel van Mander, who was writing in 1604, Kuka traveled to Constantinople in order to sell tapestries to Sultan Suleiman in the name of the Brussels tapestry merchant van der Moeijen. However, According to Van Mander, the Sultan was not interested in Kuka's figural depictions, and as such, the mission was a lost journey in which large expenses were made. Two archival documents show that Van der Moeijen was indeed approached by two merchants who wanted to sell tapestries to the Sultan. However, these documents do not mention Kuka. In contrast, another early modern writer, George Brown, who wrote a few years before Van Mander, does not mention a tapestry project. He, however, claims that the unique excellence of Kuka's skill pleased Sultan Suleiman. Brown's description of the mission being a success seems plausible as Kuka's journey took place within a particularly favorable atmosphere in which European talent was actively supported by the Ottoman Grand Vizier Ibrahim Pasha. After Ibrahim's sudden death in 1536, several artistic projects were left unrealized, which would fit Van Mander's claim that the mission was a fiasco. There is also strong reason to believe that Kuka might have traveled to Constantinople in the company of the Habsburg ambassador Cornelis de Schepper, who was sent to assist in negotiations to agree a peace between the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V and the Sultan. As both de Schepper and Kuka were employed by the imperial family and were on the road simultaneously, it seems plausible that they traveled together. Moreover, the common route to Constantinople from Vienna through the Balkans was not only mentioned by de Schepper in his travelogue, but it was also depicted by Kuke in his Customs and Fashions of the Turks. 
If Cook had travelled with a diplomatic mission to Constantinople, this would not have prevented him from also being involved in a merchant endeavour, as trade negotiations formed an important part of diplomacy. The fact that Cook was part of a diplomatic mission is further confirmed by the fact that he depicted Ottoman diplomatic ceremonial. Let's now focus on those scenes that depict Ottoman diplomacy. Cook's monumental frieze customs and fashions of the Turks demonstrates a high level of familiarity with everyday Ottoman life. From the first scene onwards, different processions guide the viewer's eyes from one scene into another, passing through Slavonia, nowadays Croatia, and Macedonia, before reaching the heart of the Ottoman capital, the Hippodrome of Constantinople. In his last woodcut, Kuka shows the Sultan's weekly procession from the Hippodrome to the mosque, possibly the Hagia Sophia. The weekly procession to the mosque was, apart from two religious holidays, the only time that Sultan Suleiman would ordinarily appear in public. To demonstrate his power and magnificence, the Sultan would be accompanied on this procession by Ottoman dignitaries and Yanitsaris, the Sultan's infantry guard, which were the elite of the Ottoman army. And this is precisely what Kuka depicted. In Kuka's second frieze, he depicts three scenes of Ottoman ceremonial at Topkapi Palace. The first scene shows the reception of a Venetian ambassador, the second one shows a hunting scene in the gardens of Topkapi Palace, and the final scene, spread over two prints, shows a procession of the Sultan to the mosque. The Topkapi Palace, or the so-called New Palace, was built during the reign of Sultan Mehmed II, the grandfather of Sultan Suleiman. The palace consists of three courts, each separated by a large gate, and it was conceived as a procession of ceremonies. By passing from one court into another, the visitor goes from more public domains of the government to the private spheres of the Sultan and his family. The third court is surrounded by the so-called Hanging Garden, named that way as it hangs down from the third court looking over the Bosphorus. This garden symbolizes the inner heart of the Ottoman court and the private realm of the Sultan. As the stage for Ottoman ceremonial, Topkapi Palace was constructed to show the magnificence, power and sovereignty of the Sultan. Ambassadorial processions would reach the palace from the Byzantine road via Triumphalis, also known as the Council Road. They would enter the first court through the Imperial Gate, which was situated across from the Hagia Sophia. As all processions would pass through the first court, it became known as the Court of Processions. It is also here that the Sultan would display exotic animals from his menagerie, such as elephants and giraffes, most of which were diplomatic gifts themselves. By displaying these exotic animals, the Sultan reinforced his image of a powerful and magnificent ruler. In the background of his procession of the Sultan to the mosque, Kuka depicted a group of soldiers gathered around a wooden fence that holds an elephant. Kuka does not seem to have depicted the second court, but we do know that this court would traditionally be filled with richly dressed soldiers and courtiers. The skipper describes how he had to proceed through the second court in order to reach the council hall at the end of it, and that, while walking across the second court, he greeted, among others, Yanitsaris, archers and gatemen. Once in the council hall, he was received by the Grand Vizier and offered a banquet before being presented to the Sultan in the third court. Kuka does provide us with a visual account of the third court, which housed the Chamber of Petitions, which is where the Sultan would receive ambassadors. Kuka depicted the Sultan in the middle of the court, seated cross-legged on a pillow under a richly decorated baldachin, a ritual canopy. Two inscriptions identify the buildings in the background on either side of the throne. The building to the Sultan's right is identified as the palace where they educated the children, while that to his left is a harem, where the Sultan housed his women. To the Sultan's right, a group of dignitaries and Yanitsaris is depicted, while to his left, two Ottoman dignitaries lead a Venetian ambassador towards him. These two dignitaries had to make sure that the ambassador bowed appropriately before the Sultan, and, if he did not, they would force him to do so. 
A sword is placed on top of a pillow in front of the sultan, which symbolizes the sultan's function as a ruler. The high level of accurate details depicted in the ceremony, the architectural setting and the costumes worn by the attendants suggest that Kuka had an in-depth knowledge of what was going on during these ambassadorial audiences. As most written ambassadorial reports do not provide such a level of detail, it is safe to assume that Kuka either questioned these men or other court officials for further information, or that he somehow gained access and saw the third court himself. Kuka's journey to Constantinople within a merchant diplomatic context is just one of many early modern cross-cultural encounters between Europe and the Ottoman Empire. Two visual accounts left by Kuka demonstrate that in the early 16th century, Western artists did have a certain amount of access to the Ottoman court, which allowed them to make visual depictions like this. Although not much is known about the audience of Kuka's prints, because of their medium and topic, it can be assumed that they were intended for an upper-class audience, possibly even for the Habsburg court. Nonetheless, more research is necessary to truly understand these prints and Kuka's journey.